Am I the asshole for turning off the living room camera when I'm home alone or I'm hanging with my kids? Too long don't read summary. I don't want our living room camera recording me anymore, so I turned it off. It feels controlling. My husband disagrees and feels disrespected. About four years ago when my husband of 10 plus years and I bought our house, we bought a security system. Included in the bundle was an indoor only camera. While I liked the idea of having it monitor for movement when we weren't home or sleeping, my husband wanted it on all the time, even while we were home. This made me somewhat uncomfortable, but I came around to the idea. We'd use it almost like a baby monitor. To check on our three and six-year-olds when we were in the bathroom and heard crying or whatever. Our three-year-old was non-verbal at that time, and sometimes his older brother would craft up some crazy story as to how he got hurt. We'd occasionally use the camera to figure out what time we put pizza in the oven if we forgot to start a timer, or to figure out who stole the cookies from the cookie jar. Anyways, fast forward to a couple of months ago. One day I'm chilling at home by myself while the kiddos were at school, and I just kind of realized it's weird to have a camera recording me chilling and watching shows. So, I turned it off. I've mentioned multiple times that I don't think we need the cameras on, but in retrospect, I should have had a convo with him before turning it off. This made my husband upset. Now, if I turn it off, he turns it back on. We've had multiple conversations about it. I feel like the kids are old enough now that we don't need to monitor them like this anymore, and using a camera to prove slash disprove their honesty is not the best parenting. But he wants the camera on 24-7, even if we both are right there watching the kids. But I feel like that argument is an uphill battle, so I simply don't want the camera recording me when I'm home alone or when it's just me and our kids. He claims that me not wanting the camera on is not respecting him as the head of household, and he will repeatedly turn it on anytime I turn it off. If he's at home, then he notices it's off right away. If he's at work, he'll turn it on in a few hours. No, it doesn't notify him that it turned off. I feel like it's weird and controlling, but I don't have any other good reason for not wanting it on. He wants to still use it to monitor the kids and use to figure out what time something happened. Sometimes he'll use it for things like like helping the kids figure out where they put their book when they got home or something. We live in a pretty safe area and have a doorbell camera too, so I don't think home invasion while we're home is his concern. He's not mentioned that as a reason. His opposition to me turning it off when I'm home alone is that then I don't turn it back on so there's no footage if we need to look back. Am I the asshole? Should I let this go? Edited to update, I confronted him for turning it on while I was home alone yesterday and then turned it off while the four of us sat down for dinner. He's now removed me from the account and I can't turn off the camera. Okay, so the biggest red flag in all of this is this term, head of household, that he's using to institute some kind of power over her. It's not like you're filing your taxes, dude. Using the term head of household. Who does that? Nobody does that. I'm the head of household. I get to decide what the happens here. That's not how life works. Uh, Also, in the comments of this post, it's revealed that uh, OP's husband has cheated on her in the past, and this gives a completely different insight and tone to everything that we're seeing here. So throw that out for just a second, okay? Throw out the head of household thing too. Let's just look at this situation where they've got indoor and outdoor cameras, right? We're counting the doorbell cam as an outdoor camera. They have the one camera inside. It wouldn't matter if there were a ton of them outside and inside. Whenever your home, normally those cameras get disabled. Now, using them periodically to jump in and check on something that's happening or not happening, like if I had messaged my wife and tried to message her several times, tried to call her several times and she wasn't answering and I was worried about something, then I could pop into the camera, turn it on, make sure everything was okay there, make sure there was no chaos or anything bad happening. Just for peace of mind, having the ability to jump in and turn it on, which you can do, is good enough. It doesn't need to be on all the time, right? And it sounds like this isn't about a safety thing at all. This is about a control thing. He wants to know exactly what she's doing all the time. He wants control of that situation. The fact that he's cheated on her in the past is another round of red flags here because either he's still a cheater and he wants to know exactly where she is at all times to make sure that he can get away with his cheating or he's got so much guilt about cheating that he's projecting onto her and feels like she's cheating and he's got to know where she is at all times. None of this is healthy at all. It's not healthy. 
there's an extreme lack of balance in this relationship, and uh, his ass is showing. And it ain't a pretty one. It ain't pretty at all. I think there's this learning curve, though, whenever you first get security cameras in your house. Like, what's normal? Like, what's how does this work with your flow here? But you reached a point where you found some discomfort, and the fact that it made you uncomfortable should have been enough for him to at least make an effort to find some kind of middle ground there and to say, okay, uh, they don't have to be on whenever it's just you home, or they don't have to be on whenever we're home. But if I need to, I'll jump in and turn it on if I don't hear from you, or if I need to check in on something or whatever. That's not what happened though. He had this ultimatum because he's the head of household. You gonna do what I say. I'm the head of household. Mm-hmm. You got a dictator here. Two words. Dick tater. Uh, OP, you're not the asshole at all. There's some hardcore controlling going on here. As OP is responding to people into the comments here, it also is revealed that she was formerly more submissive, like in the beginning of the relationship, when they got married, in the beginning of their marriage. So he married a submissive, and he's still treating her like a submissive, and maybe she's just now getting to the point where she's thinking, why the hell am I doing this? I should be making my own decisions, and speaking up when I'm uncomfortable about something. So bravo to OP. That's not an easy battle, especially when this has been 10 plus years that you've been married. So good luck navigating this situation. You got a control freak that could still be cheating on your hands here. But hey, he's the head of household, so he can do whatever the f*** he wants, right? File that on your taxes. There's no way of getting around him being an ASCON 1 here. There's just not. Your husband is an ASCON 1. Maybe you can communicate this and change that over a period of time, but he's been an ASCON 1 for 10 plus years. So it may take 10 plus years. Can you wait that long? I mean, you have kids, and obviously it gets more complicated when you have kids, and a lot of people like to run straight to divorce whenever they're in comments here. There's bound to be some way, there's a possible path that leads to a resolution where everyone's happy here. I just don't know what the f it is, because he's been controlling and she's been submissive for so long that that's going to be a really hard habit to break. It's a big behavior change for two people, and that changes the complete relationship, so who knows what would happen here, but husband is a controlling ask on one, so... So good luck. Also, navigate carefully through this because when controlling people lose control, sometimes they do crazy shit and sometimes they lash out and sometimes they try to grab control tighter and that could get messy. So build a support network if you don't have one already. Have some people that you can call in case of trouble. Have some places that you can go in case of trouble. Not saying that you'll need it, but especially when you have children, better safe than sorry, right? So good luck with that. And by the way, me offering those suggestions is just me offering suggestions. I am not trying to control you in any way, shape, or form. You do you, boo-boo. By the way, that was a follower submission, and you can submit your AITA story or whatever Reddit story that you have or whatever story period that you have that you're interested in having us look at for the possibility of having it read here at reddit-setit.com. We have a form right at the bottom of that homepage that will allow you to submit your story there. When it comes to us, full review, it's not a guarantee that we're going to read it, but there's a chance this one got through. Why not yours? Everyone is an asshole story, probably, and I want to see it. I want to read your story, so please give me your story. I will read your story and maybe even read it and record the story. So thank you very much. If you are not subscribed to us yet on YouTube and Insta, you definitely should do that. Of course, we're on TikTok. That's where the majority of our new content goes. But there's some really cool stuff on YouTube like compilations and our video podcast gets posted there. On Insta, we do a lot more behind the scenes and like family stuff. So it's more daily life. We do actually ask our Insta group for some feedback on some things too, like t-shirt ideas and that kind of thing. So if you want to be more involved in things that we do, Insta is a really good follow there. Uh, YouTube is a great follow if you like really long content or the ability to just dive on specific topical things because we have playlists for almost every kind of drama that we've read. So there is a mother-in-law drama playlist. There's a family drama playlist. There's just about anything you can think of. We've got playlists for it where you can just hit play and listen for a long time about a very specific kind of drama. And of course, we have the podcast channels, which there are several of. You can get to all of this by using Linktree, which there is a link in bio for. So check out Linktree, connect with us on all of the places that you're already at, and you can begin enjoying even more assholes and dusty thunder. Merci beaucoup, la service est compris.
Am I the asshole for telling my estranged sister and our parents that she and her kids are not my problem? This posted by Crafting Son Love. Seven years ago, I was married and expecting a baby when things went horribly wrong. About 10 weeks into my pregnancy, I suffered a miscarriage, and then I returned home to find my husband in bed with my sister. What the f***? Throw them red flags, man. Throw more red flags. What the shit? Well, we've got a couple of Ascon ones in bed together, so that's a good start. The two of them tried to apologize and convince me that we could all get over it. <laughs> uh, they asked you to join them, didn't they? But I wanted nothing to do with either of them, and even less so when I found out she had gotten pregnant. What the f***? Oh my god! I legitimately haven't even gotten through the first paragraph of this thing yet, and we've got assholes and red flags flying around everywhere. My divorce was finalized quickly because I wanted nothing from him other than the divorce and was willing to leave the marriage with nothing but the clothes on my back. I bet. Pretty early, I realized my parents were hoping I would still want to be part of the baby's life, but I wanted nothing to do with the baby my sister conceived while sleeping with my husband, now ex, as I lay in a hospital losing my own pregnancy. I refused any and all contact with my sister and ex. They married and had two more children after the one she conceived during my marriage to him. I met my current husband when I had distanced myself from the whole family and he was amazing and his family were great. We got married two years ago and his family is nothing short of the best. I adore the nieces and nephews I have gained through my marriage to him and we spend a lot of time together. Around three months ago my sister called me at work using my work phone and told me she needed me and could I please come to her. I hung up the phone and continued about my day. It was several hours Hours later and I got a message from my parents saying I needed to be with my sister. A few days later I got another call and was told my sister had been pregnant. The baby passed away inside of her and she delivered a stillborn all while he was out sleeping with someone else. I have thoughts. I'm gonna save them. My parents and sister expected me to rally around her and I didn't. Now that some time has passed and she lives with them, I have been inundated with them saying I should meet her kids. Be there for them like I am my husband's nieces and nephews and that I should reconcile with the family. My sister told me how sorry she was again and that she wanted us to make up. I told the three of them that she and her kids are not my problem and I still want nothing to do with them. My parents are furious and they say I need to forgive because whatever she did she is now suffering worse than would ever be deserved and her kids are innocent and deserve an aunt. Am I the asshole? Wowza! The exact same thing that happened to OP happened to her sister. And while my gut reaction to this is karma's a bitch, huh? The fact that she lost a baby like prevents me from being able to say that. You know what I mean? I am all for karma. I am all for people getting a taste of their own medicine. I cannot feel good about someone losing a baby. I just can't. I can't do it. I am glad that OP's sister got burned in return. And in the same way that she burned her sister. Now, what that does tell me is that that OP's ex-husband, OP's sister's now husband, at least at, at the writing of this post, he's obviously got some problems where he knows no loyalty, doesn't plan on being faithful to anyone ever, and is being completely controlled by his penis. I don't know what OP's sister was thinking in the first place, you know, getting involved with him, let alone sleeping with him, let alone sleeping with him while her sister was having a miscarriage. Like, that's ask on one times a billion. We don't even have something for that. That deserves some kind of new level. I don't even know what that is. That's nuclear war. She had to have known he was a dumbass because of what he did to her sister. And then she still slept with him and then ended up marrying the guy and having more kids with him and was apparently completely shocked whenever he slept around on her. And utterly in disbelief whenever he did that while she was having a miscarriage. Well, you know what? There's precedent. He's done it before. She chose this. Miscarriage is a terrible thing. I would never, ever, ever wish that on anyone. But she absolutely... Absolutely f***ed around and found out, quite literally. And sister is absolutely an ASCON 1, right? There's no way around that. She's an ASCON 1. Opie is under no obligation to form a relationship with her at all because boundaries don't mean anything to her. They didn't back then, at least. She's been burned now, so maybe that changes, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't change the damage, right? Opie has no existing relationship with her sister's kids. She's not stopping a relationship because there's nothing that exists there right now. There's an opportunity cost of not having one 
one, and maybe that would be fulfilling for both of them, but there's always going to be drama between Opie and her sister. There's no way. There's no way that there isn't, and that drama could be potentially damaging for Opie's sister's kids. So it's safer, honestly, to maintain that distance and to not have a relationship with them. There's less risk involved. Opie's ex-husband and Opie's sister's soon-to-be ex-husband, he's like a limited edition flavor of evil. Dude's not just an asshole. Dude burst right out of the top of the Ascon scale and went right up to the evil scale, and dude is just evil. There's no other word for it. I mean, there are lots of words for it, but evil, evil pretty well sums up this sorry excuse for a man. This guy's not a man. He's just a dick. That's all he is. He is just a dick. No brain, no heart, no soul, no nothing. Just a dick. I'm extremely sorry that both of you fell victim to him. And these are scars that you are never going to recover from. That doesn't change anything between you and your sister. Now she just knows how big of a dipshit she was way back when and has been since then. Good. I'm glad that she knows that now. It doesn't change anything. That doesn't make it right. That certainly doesn't compel you to want to come running to her side whenever she experienced the same thing that she did to you. Nope. That's not how life works. I'm sorry. OP, you are not the asshole. I'm sorry that you had to deal with this. Your sister's an Ascon one, and your douche canoe of an ex-husband is an evil one. Evil dick. That's what he is. He's at level evil dick. Oi. Am I the asshole for leaving a fake positive pregnancy test in the bedroom to catch my husband's mom snooping? My mother-in-law moved in with us a month ago. I began to notice my stuff in the bedroom being touched. Just throw them. Furniture rearranged, stuff moved around, etc. I felt like I was going crazy because my husband is the only one who has access to the bedroom and he doesn't usually touch nor come near my things. I figured it must be his mom walking in and snooping on my personal things. I told my husband and he said his mom would never. I had a huge hunch but couldn't install a cam in the bedroom to catch her in the act. So I got me one of those fake positive pregnancy tests and threw it in the bedroom trash can. Note the trash can was placed in the corner near the closet. Literally the next day after I got to work, I got tons of calls and texts from my in-laws congratulating me for my pregnancy. My husband came over to my workplace and was all worked up about it, asking since when I was pregnant and why I didn't tell him. I asked how he found out and he said his mom found the positive test in the trash can in the bedroom. I asked if his answer just confirmed that she's been snooping in the bedroom all along. He had a realization moment, but demanded we stick to the bigger issue. I said there was no big issue because the positive test was fake and this whole thing was done to expose my mother-in-law's snooping. He was not convinced. He had me take an actual test right in front of him and he was livid asking how I could lie about such a thing and break his mom's heart since I know very well that she longs for kids. I got a lot of shit because of this from him, his mom, and family now calling me a liar and manipulator. Am I the asshole? Important info. Nothing gets taken or goes missing from the bedroom, just to be clear. Okay, so this was posted by Mila Throwaway 37. Let's start breaking down all the red flag moments here, just, just one by one. Number one, mother-in-law came to live with him, which happens. It's not an ideal situation, but it happens, right? That presents some immediate complications. Then, OP, the wife in this scenario, notices some stuff being moved around in the bedroom. That's a red flag that the husband should have taken seriously here. Then OP decides to set a trap, which I don't see anything wrong with because mother-in-law stomps all over several boundaries here. One goes ahead and snoops in the trash can and pulls this pregnancy test out. Who goes and snoops through people's trash? Is she just that bored? Is this an idle hands issue? Who the f*** knows? But nothing makes it right. She snooped. Shouldn't have snooped. Did it. Red flag. Boundaries have been crossed. Then she goes even further. Thinks that OP is pregnant and decides to start telling everybody. Instead of asking, which would be the right thing to do. Well, no, screw it. Wouldn't be the right thing to do because she wouldn't have known because she wouldn't have snooped, right? But let's say that she just found it randomly on the kitchen counter. This is the kind of conversation you have directly with the person to confirm and then to say, so who knows? Or is it okay to tell people? Instead of just going ahead and blurting it out to everyone. So mother-in-law knows no boundaries. We now know this. And husband, aka her baby boy, has completely taken her side here, which sucks for you. There's supposed to be this thing that happens whenever you get married, where he's now on your team instead of his mom's team all the time time. But we often see this where a mother-in-law doesn't want to let go of her baby 
boy. And he remains brainwashed for the rest of his miserable life. That could be what happens here. Hopefully not. Hopefully you can get through this, but it kind of feels like this is gonna be complicated. This will not be easy. You know, I do often go taking strolls through the house, sometimes wandering into areas that I may be not technically allowed to be. But today's adventure took me straight to the trash can in the bedroom and I found a positive pregnancy test. My baby boy is going to be a da-da. My bebe is going to have a bebe. This was a big moment in my life that could only be announced through phone calls, billboards, press releases, and a video which I plan to upload online. And we had better get some antibiotics because I think we are going viral. That's about right, right? OP, you're not the asshole at all. I, uh, you were completely justified in the trap that you laid. The fact that the trap work doesn't make you an asshole. It just means that you've proven that she was crossing boundaries, which I hope were communicated in some way. Surely, either you, OP, or your husband communicated that, you know, this area is off limits. Or should you have to communicate that to the mother-in-law? Should you have to say, don't go snooping in our bedroom? I don't know. You guys tell me what you think there. But a boundary was crossed when she snooped because OP was uncomfortable with it. We knew that already. But then she crossed an even bigger boundary by just announcing this pregnancy before talking to OP first. It was none of her business in the first place, and then she spread it around, making herself double the ass. Is mother-in-law a terrible person for this? That's the question here, because really we're at a ASCON 1 or ASCON 2. We just need to figure out which one it goes to. Right now, I'm inclined to say ask Con 2, because although she definitely shouldn't have done this twice, I don't know that it makes her a terrible person, makes her a shitty person, maybe not a terrible person. This isn't like an evil thing, I don't think. She just knows no boundaries. And yeah, that's going to be tough to deal with. That's going to be tough to have a long, fruitful relationship with, especially with her living there. That's got to change. You need to get that mother-in-law out of that house this instant. She's got to go. Or your relationship is in big, big red flag trouble. You're not the asshole. Your husband's mom, the mother-in-law, is an ASCON 2. At least. Potentially an ASCON 1. Oy. I say lay more traps. She'll leave eventually. And husband won't like it, but you'll keep proving your point. And eventually he'll have to accept that. Am I the asshole for saying that I can't do any chores in December and following through? This posted by Visible Reserve 7554, I, female 30, run a small online business from home. November and December are my busiest time of the year when I make a lot of money that allows me to work less during the year. I've been doing this since I was 25, so I've got a decent idea of what I can and cannot do. And focusing on work only for one to two months is a sacrifice I'm willing to make for chill rest of the year. This year, I've moved in with my boyfriend, male 35. Well, technically he moved in with me because I own the house, so it was a no-brainer for him to move in with me. We split the chores half and half. He works full-time, 37.5 hours a week. When he moved in, I had a talk with him letting him know that I can't do any chores in November and December, and asked if he could help pick up the slack because I'm physically unable to do any chores as I can be working anything between 12 to 18 hours a day. I take a full January off to decompress. He said he doubted I worked that much, but we will see. I asked again in September in October to make sure he was aware that I won't be doing anything. I meal prepped in advance and I felt like he kind of dismissed me. Mid-November, we had an argument about my chores not being done and I reminded him of what I told him. He said he thought I wasn't being serious and told me there's no way he'd do 100% of the chores because he's working too. I said, fine, don't do my chores. They can wait until I have time. That's how it was when I lived alone. No problem. I don't make much mess anyway. He wasn't happy, but dropped it. We haven't seen each other much because I've been working so much, but he's been more and more pissed off and blew up at me today regarding the chores. He said I had to have a better work-life balance and to grow up because the house was a mess. I told him if it was a mess, it was his fault because I barely leave my office. He called me a lazy bitch. Whoa, he went there. He done did it. He done went there. I told him K didn't have time for arguing and went back to working. He stood in front of my locked office door shouting how he couldn't believe I was being serious about not doing chores and it was an asshole move to leave it all to him. He thinks I'm a major asshole for basically disappearing for two months and following through with not doing chores. Am I really the asshole for saying I won't do chores and following through? Uh, this seems like a 
pretty easy one. The big theme here all throughout is a lack of respect, right? Because even though OP warned him over and over and over again that she wouldn't be available to do these things in November and December, even though when the time came, she reminded him of why she can't do these things, even though she said, fine, don't do them, I'll do them when I have time, he still kept pushing. Instead of trying to find some kind of solution like, okay, I get it, you are in buckle down mode right now, this is a blitz for you, when you take it easy in January, can we swing back that other direction to provide some balance there? That was the first thing that came to mind my mind. If I'm going to take on 100% right now, which I don't mind doing because you're obviously working a hell of a lot more than I am, which he doesn't respect at all, obviously, then when the time comes where you go chill, can you provide balance by doing more chores then? That's the easy solution here, right? That's at least the easy thing to start a conversation with. Instead, homeboy just number one doubted that she worked that much at all, uh, has no respect for her or her house that he is living in here, and then he whipped out the B word. Cool, bro. You're living in her house where the work that she does in November and December provides the means to have that house. You were warned about what would happen during these two months and just decided to not take any of this seriously. And there's the big other theme. It's a disrespect thing, but it's also a not taking this seriously thing. He's not taking you seriously, OP, which means he's not taking your relationship seriously, which means he's not going to take anything that you do in your life seriously. So cool. Maybe get rid of this guy. Seems like you've got a stable foundation of independence right now. You do you. And someone who respects that will eventually come along who can celebrate that with you. And you can do this as a team instead of two individuals, which is what you have right now. You have you doing you and you have him pissed off that you're doing you. Cool. Keep doing you. Let him do him somewhere else. Be gone, boy. You handled the B word much better than most people would have. He would have been out on his ass nine times out of ten with most people right then. But you just went back to doing you and uh, let him work his shit out. That's fine. Hopefully he comes around and realizes how big of a dumbass he's been. But, you know, most people don't. They just like to stick to their guns. Even if he realizes it, he may just stick to his guns. Purely out of pride. It's one thing to realize that you're wrong. It's a whole other thing to admit it. Especially when you have a boy on your hands here. 35-year-old boy. I'm sorry. Sometimes we dudes are dumbasses. This is way more than that, though. This is about respect and about taking you seriously, which he does neither. Good day to you, sir. I said good day. Hey, we got another follower submission. We love these follower submissions. You can submit a story on our website, reddit-setit.com, form at the bottom, submit your story, and it'll get added to a pile for us to at least look at, possibly record a video on, like this one. Am I the asshole for calling my husband unreasonable for canceling the holiday trip just because me and the kids couldn't help him in an emergency? My husband and I have been together for four years. I have two kids, 17 male, 19 female, and their half-brother is three years old. This past week, my husband had an emergency. Dad had a medical emergency and wanted someone to watch our son. He asked my older son and he refused because he was going out with friends. He also asked my daughter, but she locked herself in the room to study. I was at the restaurant with my brother meeting his girlfriend for the first time. My husband ended up taking our son with him to the hospital and his mom watched him from there. He came home and was lashing out on everybody, calling us selfish and unfeeling. I tried to explain that the kids were busy, but he told me to get the F out with that bull because my other son could could have skipped the hangout and watched his brother, and my daughter could have watched her brother while studying instead of locked herself in the room. He scolded me as well, but I told him I couldn't leave lunch with my brother since he was visiting town, and this was my only chance to meet his girlfriend. He yelled some more, then told us that he was canceling the family holiday trip for Christmas this year. The two older kids were upset and said it was unfair. I called him unreasonable to cancel the trip and punish the kids, and possibly me, like that. He refused to discuss it later. Now me and the kids aren't speaking to him, and he's saying, good riddance. Edit. My husband was supposed to watch our son at that time. That's why I went to see my brother at the restaurant. The kids aren't used to watching their brother when neither parent is home. Update. My husband just told us that he'll be spending Christmas with his family, saying he needs to be around his dad anyway. The kids said they will just go to their dad since they and my husband are still not talking. Neither of the kids are happy about how things turned out, so I feel like things have gotten out of hand and the problem got bigger. He's now choosing to basically abandon us on Christmas and also keep our son away from me and his siblings. Whoa. 
I mean, <laughs> okay. First comment on here, which is fantastic. Says by alarming reply 6286, you're the asshole. Let's fix the title of your post. My husband canceled our holiday trip because my kids and I are unreasonable. And he just found out that we couldn't care less about him or his family. That about sums it up. Okay. So in a medical emergency, everyone is supposed to step up, right? It is an all hands on deck situation. Your petty little social plans don't mean shit anymore. Out of the three people, OP, the 17-year-old son, and the 19-year-old daughter, the 19-year-old daughter who is studying is the only one who gets any kind of pass here, and that's only because it could have been something critical that she was studying for, right? That's it. But even then, it's something that she could have done later and stepped up right now to help watch the three-year-old. It's not a hard thing to do, especially if the 17-year-old son and the 19-year-old daughter teamed up together to make it happen. But where the hell was OP for all of this? She was at lunch with her brother meeting his girlfriend. Dad has a medical emergency. OP's husband needs someone to watch the three-year-old so he can assist and be there for his dad. And they all said, screw you. And then there was some kind of consequence for it. And they're like, oh my God, it's unfair. I'll just go to my dad's for Christmas. So OP is going to be potentially alone while everyone else is on some kind of holiday trip. But damn, how alarming would it be to realize that none of these people give a shit about you at all and aren't willing to step up for you at all? You know, we don't know how much OP's husband has stepped up for them in this amount of time, but they've been married for four years and the 17-year-old and 19-year-old live with them. And those are OP's kids. So he's been providing for them and stepping up for them this whole time, no one could step up and watch the three-year-old during this time. What a family of asshats. He called them selfish and unfeeling and those are accurate. And it goes way beyond that. You've got a family full of ASCON ones here. Out of the five of you, OP and her two kids are ASCON ones. They're 17 and 19. They can be ASCON ones. That's just a terrible person, shitty thing to do, to have complete disregard for everything. And if we're going to get technical about anything, we can say that mom is an ASCON one, right? Because she should have led the charge here. She should have been like, hey, my 17-year-old son, 19-year-old daughter, you guys need to jump into gear and watch him right now until I can get home. There was a way to make this work. There was just no effort involved. No one was willing to make any effort at all. And I'm not surprised that this whole thing is falling apart and that they're going to end up getting divorced. And now they have a three-year-old son together and that's going to get complicated, right? But shit, at what point in life do you realize that you have to give a shit about other people. It's not all just the me, 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 me show. When you love someone, you step up for them. Nobody stepped up for OP's husband here. Poor dude. I'm glad he blew the bullshit horn and said, screw this. I'm going to go stay with my family. At least they care and know how to love, right? Man, poor dude. Well, hopefully he has a good holiday because he's going to be around people who actually love him. If this is how this situation played out, I'm guessing that there have been a lot more smaller situations for him where he just felt completely unappreciated and unloved prior to this. So this was probably just the straw that broke the camel's back. OP, you are an ASCON one. Congratulations. You only give a shit about you. And your kids are two assholes too. And it is your job to show them a better way. But right now, it's like that old school, uh, this is your brain, this is your brain on drugs. And the follow-up to that was the, I learned it from watching you. Yeah, they've learned how to become assholes by watching you, OP. You've been a, a great leader and an inspiration to assholes everywhere. You are multiplying into more assholes. And those assholes are going to multiply into even more assholes. And soon, your assholes will cover the entire world. We're going to see them in traffic. We'll see them at grocery stores, leaving carts in the middle of the parking lot and blocking aisles. We'll see them in parent pickup lines, completely screwing everyone else. We're going to see your little assholes all over the place. Thanks for that. Veranda Santa ain't bringing you nothing. Ho, ho, no. Hey, we've got another follower submission, which is awesome. We love these. Am I the asshole for getting upset with my mother-in-law for disrespecting my decision about my son? Every year, my husband's side of the family goes on a trip together, and this year was no different. However, I was seven months pregnant, and we have a two-year-old son. I work from home, so I am with my son all day, every day. 
with very little help. My husband is a great dad and husband, don't get me wrong, but his work schedule leaves only the weekend for him to really spend time with him. Little bit of a backstory, we used to live about an hour away from my in-laws and my parents, but whenever they wanted to see our son, we were more than willing to make the drive down so they can spend time with him. We ended up moving closer because of the distance and neither side was putting in any effort to come see us, so we made the move. When we moved, we found only my family would come over and help out, which I am so grateful for, but we got very upset with his parents because they only live a couple of miles away and they haven't put in any effort at all. So back to camping, I told my mother-in-law at the beginning of the weekend that on Sunday, us girls are going to the farmer's market. She asked if my son was going to the farmer's market with us and I said, no, he's going to stay with the guys. Sunday came around and we were about to leave for the farmer's market. We were taking my truck, so I told them to hold on. I had to take the car seat out. So if the guys wanted to go anywhere, they could. My mother-in-law said, nah, he's coming with us. I told her, I already told you he's staying with his dad. She proceeded to tell me, no, he's coming with us. I told her, listen, he's going with his dad. He needs to spend some time with him and I want some adult only time. She then told me, you're a mom now. You don't get a break for another 18 years. I told her a mom's job doesn't stop when her child turns 18, first of all. Second of all, I want some time away. His dad is more than capable to have him and I'm the mom, so what I say goes. Meanwhile, she is doing this in front of the whole family. My husband then comes in and tells his mother to stop and how I'm with her son 24-7 every single day with no help. Husband's not brainwashed. Hallelujah. He also told her that I'm seven months pregnant and I shouldn't even have to deal with her attitude. She then starts throwing a tantrum and says she's not going if my son isn't. Good, stay behind. That's a blessing. I then tell my husband, it's okay, I'll take our son so everyone can have a good time. My husband is upset with this, but he ends up agreeing. We are on our way to the farmer's market, she is all happy, and turns to me and says, I know you have him all the time, but I never get to see him, you never come over anymore. I turned to her and said, when we lived an hour away, we came over whenever you asked, and now we're a couple of miles away and you haven't been over once. I work a full-time job and have my son all day by myself, and I'm very pregnant. I just wanted an hour or two just with adults. Just a chance to do what I wanted. And you couldn't even give me that. She didn't say anything to this. For the remainder of our time, she tried to talk to me, but I had enough. Was I the asshole? Ah, mother-in-laws and their disrespective boundaries. Will this ever change? No, it will not. I think what we learned more than anything throughout here is that mother-in-law does not respect your wishes at all. She doesn't respect the work that you put in at all. We don't know what mother-in-law's story was like whenever she was raising kids. So mother-in-law here could have been solely a stay-at-home mom instead of a work-from-home stay-at-home mom, which is a completely different deal. With a two-year-old and seven months pregnant? Holy shit, this woman deserves a goddamn medal. Mother-in-law was fueled purely by selfish desires here to want to spend time with the son, which she still could have done. It just needed to be this little bit of time where you got a little bit of a break. And I get it. You get those breaks where you can. And when someone steals one from you because they're selfish, you just want to punch them right in the dick. I know mother-in-law doesn't have a dick, but you know what I mean. It makes you want to slap somebody. I'm surprised you did just slap her right then. And being seven months pregnant... With your only break taken away, you had every right to just slap a bee right there. Just whack. No. We aren't taking any children on this trip right here. We're going as adults. And you know what? If you don't like that, you can stay behind. I'll enjoy myself even more if you don't go, mother-in-law. We're going to have a great time over here. You can stay over here. It's fine. Don't go. I don't know why you didn't leave mother-in-law behind, OP. Why wouldn't you do that? Just to prevent this from blowing up any further, which, I mean, I could see. Uh, you took one for the team by giving up your one and only break just so mother-in-law wouldn't pitch a fit. Mother-in-law was acting like a toddler here, and you gave in. I don't think you should have given in at all. You're not the asshole for getting upset with her at all, and that's your question. Am I the asshole for getting upset with mother-in-law for disrespecting my decision about my son? No, you are not the asshole for getting upset with her at all. It's more than just this one decision, though. It is her not respecting respecting anything that you do and her being driven only by her selfish motivations. You're going to have to create firmer boundaries. The screw up here was that you let her stomp on that boundary and win. And now she's not going to respect any of the boundaries that you have. So you're going to have to work harder to negate that and have firm boundaries. Otherwise, she's just going to just run right past them for the rest of your lives. And that is not going to be fun. You're going to want to change that immediately. You may have to be a bit of an asshole to pull that off, but a justified asshole, not a not an ass 
Silicon scale asshole, a justified asshole. It's like as soon as mother-in-law saw that car seat, she just made up her mind that she was going to die on this hill. It was it. This was her hill to die on. She was going to run with it and she was going to get her way. Well, that sucks. That's it. She sucks. Where does mother-in-law fall in the ass con meter here? You know, I should know this by now, by heart, but I guess it doesn't hurt to repeat it every once in a while. And you never know, there could be somebody watching who hasn't heard it before. Let's review the ass con levels, the new scale of assholery. Ask on one, no way you should have done that. You're a terrible human being. Ask on two, definitely shouldn't have done that, but it doesn't make you a terrible person. Ask on three, you probably should have approached that differently. And ask on four, you probably could have approached that differently. Maybe you're an asshole. Maybe you're not. And just a reminder, OP is not an asshole at all. That's ask on none. Mother-in-law here. How do mother-in-laws end up in this space between ask on one and two so often? And it really just depends on if this happens again again and continues happening. Right now, she's like an ASCON one and a half. Let's call her an ASCON two. No, you know what? F*** that. Mother-in-law is an ASCON one. She had zero respect for OP in any way, shape, or form, and that's not going to be anything that changes unless OP gets more firm with her boundaries. And at seven months pregnant, this shouldn't be something that you have to deal with at all, but here you are dealing with it. Mother-in-law's an ASCON one. Look at that. Another ASCON one mother-in-law. So all you watching who have good mother-in-laws, you go Hug them tight and say, thank you. Thank you for not putting me through hell like so many of these other mother-in-laws do online. These are horror stories. I'm glad I don't have to live it. This one is a follower submission from Tawny. Thank you, Tawny, for sending this in. We appreciate it. If you want to send in your Am I the Asshole story or your just whatever story, you can go to reddit-setit.com and use the form at the bottom of that page to send it to us. So here we go. Love your Am I the Asshole stories on TikTok. Thank you very much, Tawny. We appreciate that. Now I seem I have my own. So here we go. Am I the asshole for calling out my coworker for using her kids as an excuse to get out of everything? I am 34 female with no kids or husband and work with a 32 female with three kids. She is married and her mother and teenage sister also live with her. But anytime there is an outside of office hours event we need to attend, she will say she can't come because of her children and I get stuck doing them all. Now we have our hometown parade of lights coming up and the only thing I've been told about this is the date. My niece just had emergency surgery, so I said I wanted to spend my Saturday with her rather than the parade. My co-worker threw a fit and told me how unprofessional I am being and I should go because she isn't even my kid. I snapped back without thinking and said, hey now, I never get to use kids as an excuse to get out of these things. Now she's very upset with me and told my boss I'm bullying her and I'm jealous of her family. <laughs> oh my God. God. Okay, well, OP, you're not the asshole at all. It's funny. Your coworker's response right there at the end sheds a lot of light into her worldview, and that's that she's a perpetual victim. She's a victim of everything. She uses any little thing that happens to victimize herself in order to achieve something, though. So in this case, it's to get out of anything outside of work hours. It'd be interesting to know that, you know, when you and she were hired, were you told that there would be events outside of office hours that you would be required to attend? Because if that's the case, she's not performing her job. And that would be what I would tell the boss. Be like, hey, I have to do all of these. She lies her way out of it or just victimizes herself out of it for personal gain so she doesn't have to do her job. At bare minimum, the boss shouldn't be getting involved here at all because really it's just an issue between you two, an interpersonal issue. Maybe as a mediator, hopefully not because those things are f***ing awkward. But sounds like Queen Bee just needs to get over herself here and do her damn job and quit screwing other people by victimizing herself. That may is the thing that no one gets about when they perpetually victimize themselves. When someone chooses to shirk responsibility, whether it's from them victimizing themselves or just being lazy, whatever the hell it is, when they choose that, they're choosing to screw someone else. And they have to know it, right? They have to know it. You know, the thing I tell my kids whenever they're leaving dirty dishes around or leaving shoes or leaving some kind of mess is, hey, please don't leave that for someone else to have to mess with. And most of the time they just roll their eyes at me and do what I ask them to do and then stomp off and that's fine whatever hopefully they eventually get that instead of me just saying hey pick up your goddamn shoes if i'm saying hey please don't leave that mess for someone else to have to deal with it's your mess this is the same kind of thing she is just shoveling everything off onto you for you to deal with and not giving a shit about it at all there is a complete lack of
of respect from her towards you, and the one little taste she got of that, aka her own medicine, she really didn't like. Good. That's what it's like. And now next time she tries to use an excuse to get out of something, you can bring up this situation and be like, hey, do you remember how that felt? That's how it feels to me every time you do that to me, which is probably up in the thousands by now. So tell your coworker to eat shit. Move on. Thanks again for sending your story and you're not an asshole. You can go tell your coworker I said so. I am the authority on assholes, you know. I'm like the uh, judge of assholes. I actually had this thought driving around today where I could be like Judge Judy, but like the judge of assholes of some kind. And I want a gown. I don't know what you call it. A judicial robe. Mine would not be a judicial robe. It would be an asshole robe. And it would be made up entirely of sewn together red flags. So it'd be like... A robe of red flag triangles. Come on. That sounds flippin' awesome. If you happen to be like, you know, an accomplished seamstress or a hobbyist or whatever, and you want to take on the responsibility of making a red flag robe for me, holla. I'm dead serious about this. I would wear it at least sometimes. Then I need some kind of asshole gavel. We got to figure out what that would look like too. Anyway, tell your coworker that the judge of assholes says you're not the asshole, but she is. Am I the asshole for giving my mother-in-law a fake copy of my house key and exposing her on Christmas dinner? I want to preface this by saying that I, female 34, married my husband, male 37, a year ago. His mom is snoopy and annoying AF. She can't help it, that's just how she is, as my dear in-laws say. My husband and I purchased a new house recently. My mother-in-law kept pushing to get an emergency key. She promised that she would only use it in an emergency, but given the fact that she had an emergency key to her old apartment and walked in on us being intimate twice, (laughs) but my husband didn't think it was a big deal. Red flags. I just couldn't trust her, so I sent her a fake key after she kept pushing, and she had a smug on her face after I hand-delivered it to her. Days gone by, and on Christmas dinner, my mother-in-law angrily called me out on the fact that I gave her a fake copy of the house key. She shamed me for doing this in front of everyone. In my defense, I asked her how she found out. And she said days ago when she came over at four while my husband and I were out. I reminded her, didn't you promise you wouldn't use it unless there was an emergency? You broke the promise that you made to us? She looked red in the face and the other family started staring and some even laughed at her for the face she made. She suddenly got up from her seat and rushed into the kitchen where she had a huge meltdown so loud the next door neighbors must have heard. Literally. I've never heard a 60 plus year old woman throw a tantrum like that. Needless to say, dinner went awkward and my husband and his sister were giving me looks. My husband went off on me in the car and said I lied, manipulated, humiliated, and exposed his mom and said he wouldn't have let me get away with it had he known. We had an argument and he is demanding I apologize to his mom for my childish behavior and for ruining Christmas dinner for the whole family. Am I the asshole? Edited to add, so this went off unexpectedly and I thought I'd show my husband some pretty helpful comments. I found here minutes ago, but he got mad at me when he saw it and said I was nuts to talk about his family online. He demanded my phone so he could delete it, but I refused and I went upstairs and into the bedroom. I've never seen him so agitated and I didn't think he'd react like that, honestly. But thank you guys for your support. It really means so much. I'll update if I can. Thanks again. So... Surprise, surprise, mother-in-law didn't respect a boundary. The big surprise here, though, is how OP's husband handled this. He was completely on his mother's side, which, throw more red flags, here we go. There is one caveat here, and that's they've only been married one year. And year one of marriage is really tough. We've talked about this before. You're learning how to communicate through things. This is obviously something that's going to kind of crash course them through that, right? They're going to have to figure out how to communicate through this if they are going to survive. If they do not pull this off, they are not going to survive. It's really that simple. They've got to decide as a unit how they are going to handle mother-in-law and their relationship with mother-in-law and their boundaries with mother-in-law. Opie's husband didn't give a shit that she stomped all over these boundaries and had no respect for his wife. He only cared that she got exposed and embarrassed in front of everyone. And maybe you could have handled that differently and pulled her aside, but that's not your fault. She chose to start that conversation right there in front of everyone, right? She chose to break her promise. She chose to bring it up in front of everyone, come what may. That's what happened. 
happens. You are not the asshole at all. This mother-in-law, I don't know that she's a terrible person for all of this. She's definitely an ass-con too, at least. And again, mother-in-laws are like always an automatic ass-con too if there's any kind of issue. It's either they're great, they don't show up at all, or they go right to ass-con too, and they're creeping up on one. It just takes like one breath to get them to one. So she's a heartbeat away from one. But the bigger issue here is that OP's husband is along for the ass-con ride. Like, what is homeboy doing here? He's got to ask himself, number one, who he wants to live with for the rest of his life, because that's the easy way to determine as a husband who you should be siding with, right? He loves his wife. He married her. He married OP. Not his mom. His mom's always going to be his mom, but he married his wife. And when he made that decision, he chose to be her teammate, but he's not acting like it. He's still on team mom. And you can't be. You cannot be team mom and expect to have a healthy relationship. If team mom means acting against your spouse. If team mom is perfect harmony and doesn't cause problems, then great, you can pull that off. As soon as there's any kind of turbulence created by mother-in-law, you have to side with your wife. Or you're choosing to live with your mom for the rest of your life, dude. It's that simple. It's also just the wrong move in general. I think it's hilarious when people get exposed, especially when they get exposed in front of other people. I'm sure it's embarrassing. It should be embarrassing to get exposed. It's hilarious that she threw a tantrum. She must not have been exposed before. So this is a new one for her. And remember, pain creates change. Maybe she'll change her behavior. Probably not. Good luck with all this. You're not an asshole, but uh, you apparently married a family of assholes, so... That seems to be another recurring theme. Do you know what that little bitch just said to me? And now she exposed me in front of everyone! I'm gonna take this turkey and I'm gonna... Which sides did she bring? I will throw them everywhere! No! No! I can't do it anymore. She's been so cruel on my own baby boy. Didn't stand up for me only he let this happen. This is no Christmas after all. This is my nightmare. I don't know what a 60-year-old tantrum looks like, but uh, that's a bit of what comes to mind. Tell me what you think it would have been like. Better yet, film it. Send me a response. Tag me. Show me your 60-year-old mother-in-law tantrum in this scenario. How would you play it out? I really want to see it. Hey, by the way, if you're not already following us on Instagram and YouTube, you definitely should be. The exclusive content on YouTube is compilations where you can just listen to a whole bunch of these in a row. We also have tons of playlists that are different types of drama. So if you only want to listen to mother-in-law drama, which we apparently have a whole shit ton of, there's a playlist for that. Boyfriend, girlfriend drama, there's a playlist for that too. Kid drama, got it. Wedding drama, got it. Plain old family drama, got it. Also have just an Am I the Asshole playlist where you can just watch them all. You could literally sit there for like two days and just listen to nothing but Am I the Asshole stories of us reading and talking about them. And on Instagram, we have a lot of the behind the scenes stuff, stuff that you will never see anywhere else that goes into more of the uh, life that goes around all of this videos, behind the cameras, you know, that kind of thing. And of course, we have the podcast out now and on the podcast channels, which you can get to through Linktree, you can actually get the audio compilations, which come out every Wednesday. So you get fresh content every week. You can be listening to assholes all the time. You can be listening to this asshole talk about those assholes all the time. In the car, on the crapper, at work. You can stop watching Yellowstone, by God. Just put this up on TV and watch it for hours and hours and hours. Spoiler alert, there's always an asshole. Thanks for watching. We really enjoy your guys' feedback and how you jump in and start talking about the stories. We really appreciate you guys sharing and engaging the way that you do. You've turned this into something that's just crazy and beyond what we ever thought it would be whenever we started this experiment back in August-ish of 22. So it hasn't been very long and we're just trying to keep up. So thank you so much. I hope you all have a happy Christmas and a great drama-free holiday time with your fams and your loved ones. And uh, just know that we appreciate you. We love you. Merry Christmas. Hey, Dusty Thunder here, and I wanted to thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed that content, and if you did, please make sure to like, subscribe, and most importantly, share. Also, 
You can find swag and so much more at dusty-thunder.com and you'll find even more content on all of our platforms. We're on TikTok, YouTube. We now have an official Facebook page that we'll be posting stories to as well. We have podcasts on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and so much more. You can see all of our content platforms on Linktree, which is linked in my bio. Engage with us wherever you're enjoying content and do your best to avoid the astronauts today. Thanks again.